0: You're listening to the Adult Explore the Bible weekly leader training podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study, examine some questions teachers may face, and give some teaching tips along the way. I'm Dwayne McCrary, your host, and I'm also the leader for the Adult Explore the Bible team. Today, I'm being joined by one of the members of the team, Mike Livingston. He's one of the editors on the team, and we're going to be looking at Session 9, which includes Luke uh, 22, verses 41 through 53. So, Mike, thank you for joining us today. Glad to do it. Uh, This particular passage in Luke, uh, we find Jesus uh, leading his disciples to the Mount of Olives, and then he withdraws from them to pray. He asked God if there were another way of providing salvation, but he also states that he was willing to submit to the Father's will. After an angel appeared to him, Jesus prayed with fervency we find his disciples asleep. He wakes them up, warns them to pray so that they don't fall into temptation. So these verses, verses 41 through 46 in our outline, we've identified as in prayer. The main point here is that believers should willingly submit to God's plan. In verses 47 through 50 of Luke 22, we find that Judas is leading a mob and they're looking for Jesus and Judas betrays him with a kiss one of the people with Jesus pulls a sword and cuts off the right ear of the high priest's servant. This particular section, verses 47 through 50, in our outline, we've entitled In Betrayal. And the main point here is that believers can stand with confidence when following God's will. Verses 51 and 53, we find Jesus, he stops the conflict. He restores the ear of the servant. Then he questions the religious leaders who came for him and he asked them about their choice of arresting him with weapons and at night when he's been available for them in the temple during the daytime. This particular section in our outline we've entitled in action. The main point here is that believers can submit to God's will in the face of rejection. So the the title of the lesson is willing and so the that makes sense then if you think about that title. Willing We find Jesus willing in prayer, in betrayal, and in action. So that's why the outline follows that particular designation. And the main point of the lesson is that Jesus willingly submitted to the Father's redemptive plan. Uh, There's some things that are a little different here in Luke than what we find in Matthew's account, Uh, Mike. uh, What are some of those differences, and how are some of those, how is it the same as well in Matthew's account?
1: Well, Matthew and Luke both record... The same Gethsemane account, though each one tells us something that the other one doesn't. Now there's not any discrepancies between the two, there's no contradictions, but there are differences in the details that one or the other includes and the other gospel writer, you know, does not include. Uh, Starting at the beginning in Luke 22, 39, kind of the beginning of the account, Only Luke tells us that it was Jesus' custom to go to the Mount of Olives. He said that they went as usual. Um, uh, Matthew doesn't include that little bit of information. And and Luke explained that uh, in the previous chapter where he talked about how, you know, during the day Jesus taught in the temple, in the evening he would go out and spend the night in, in the Mount of Olives. So that's one little, you know, just difference between the two. Matthew says that Jesus came with the disciples to a place called Gethsemane. When, when Luke recorded the account, he didn't use the word Gethsemane. Uh, he just said when he reached the place. He didn't use the word, uh, the name Gethsemane. Gethsemane is from the Aramaic, and, and Luke didn't typically include Hebrew Aramaic names because he's writing to a Gentile audience. So he just says when they came to the place. Um, Matthew, one of the more um, noticeable differences uh, is that Matthew tells us that Jesus took Peter, James, and John beyond the spot where he told the others, uh, eight disciples, to stay. Luke doesn't tell us that. Uh, He doesn't give us that little uh, detail. Uh, Both Matthew and Luke record Jesus saying to the disciples, pray that you um, may not fall into temptation. And Matthew noted also that Jesus told them the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Uh, Matthew gave us that detail. Luke did not. Uh, In other words, they weren't all bad. Their spirit was willing. They had good intentions. Like most of us, they had good intentions, um, but the flesh was weak. Another more noticeable difference is that Matthew records three separate periods of prayer, each one followed by Jesus coming back to the disciples, finding them asleep. Uh, Luke just condenses that. Luke, Luke, Luke doesn't record the three separate periods of prayer. He just condenses it into one prayer vigil. Jesus went out to pray, and then he came back to find the sleeping disciples. That's, that's probably one of the more noticeable differences. Mm. And then and some other you know, smaller ones that you, you might notice. Uh, you know, Luke tells us that Jesus knelt down to pray, where Matthew says Jesus fell face down. He fell on his face. That's not a disagreement between the two. Matthew's just including a detail that Luke didn't include. It's not Luke's Matthew's account doesn't mean that Jesus did not kneel to pray. It just means he knelt to pray and then he, he felt he fell face down as well. So it's not a discrepancy. Um, Luke mentions the angel appearing to Jesus. Matthew doesn't mention that. Uh, Luke mentions the sweat like drops of blood. Matthew does not mention that. Only Matthew tells us about Jesus' kiss of betrayal being prearranged. Luke doesn't give us that detail. Only Luke tells us the disciples asked, Lord, should we strike with the sword? For he cut off the servant's ear. But only Luke mentions the detail that it was the right ear. Matthew doesn't give us that little detail. Only Luke mentions that Jesus healed the ear. Luke, Luke, the doctor, would be interested in the healing yeah, <laughs> yeah. aspect that. Yeah. Uh, Matthew didn't include that detail. And then one other, only Matthew records Jesus telling his disciples at the, at, at the arrest, uh, saying, uh, he said to them, don't you think I can call on my father and he'll send uh, you know, 12 legions of angels? Uh, Matthew records that. Uh, Luke does not. So, you know, just some of the, the differences in the details that one includes and the other doesn't include. Now, they both include details, and you can see,
0: too, the difference in audience impacting how they tell the story.
1: Here. Yeah, and we want to affirm, I, you know, I want to be sure um, that I affirm, you know, that all, all the gospel writers are telling one story. Each one's inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, but every each account is, is a little different. It's like a different colored thread in a, in, a, in a tapestry that's woven together to give us a more complete picture. And each one tells us something, the other doesn't. And uh, so when you look at them all, you just have a, a more complete picture. And as you mentioned, the, each gospel writer is writing to a different audience. Uh, Matthew wrote to a Jewish audience. Uh, and so he's got the, the strongest connections to Old Testament and Jesus being the fulfillment of the law and fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies. Where a Jew, Jew is a Gentile and, and he's writing with Gentiles in mind. And his, so his, some of the things that he emphasizes uh, are, are different. Some of the themes are different. Uh, so each gospel writer is, is inspired, but God preserved each writer's unique style and personality, and each one's writing to a different audience with different emphases. Jesus is praying here in
0: the, in the, in the garden or the Mount of Olives, the place, as Luke words it. Yeah. And we know in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, we have what we typically call the Lord's Prayer. One of the things that we're asked to do is compare those or compare this prayer uh, to the Lord's Prayer. How does this prayer in the garden or in the place compare to what, what Jesus taught his disciples in Matthew 6?
1: Yeah, there, there are some definite similarities um, in, in how Jesus taught his disciples to pray and how he prayed. You know, the first thing about Jesus' prayer in the garden that, that, uh, that you notice is that Jesus didn't begin his prayer by making a request. That's not how he started father. He started with the word father. You know, even in the midst of, you know, of what, of, of the agony that he was going through in the garden, even in the midst of that kind of agony, he could still call God father. It just reminds us, you know, the foundation of prayer is, is a relationship with God as, as our loving father. And and that's how Jesus taught us to pray in the model prayer. He, you know, he taught us to, to pray our father. Uh, so that's that's the foundation of prayer. And and then he, he said, Father, if you're willing. So still, before he made his request, he's, he's, he's submitting his will to the Father's will. Even before he speaks his request, you see the submission in, in his request. He, he made his request, if it's possible, you know, let this cup pass from me. You know, he's, he's going through a real struggle here. And he prayed that God would spare him from that if there was any way to spare him from what he was about to experience. Uh, but then you've got this word, nevertheless, you know, God, Father, if it's possible, take this from me, but, but nevertheless, that, that word is really important because it shows us that he made his request while at the same time submitting to the Father's will. He knew that he, if he saved himself, he couldn't save anyone else. Um, so nevertheless, uh, very significant. And he ends that prayer with, not my will, but yours be done. Again, complete submission, commitment to the Father's will, a willingness to obey. Uh, you, you see that his trust in God, his confidence in the Father. And that's how he taught us to pray. That's, that's the model prayer that he, he gave to us. You know, he taught us to pray, Your kingdom come. You know, and before we can pray, Your kingdom come, we have to loosen our grip on our little kingdoms and, and our agendas. And he, and he taught us to pray, Your will be done. And every prayer we offer should be prayed with that that same desire, God, your will be done. So, you know, what, what, what we learn in this, in both Jesus' own prayer and then the way he taught us to pray, is that prayer is not primarily for the purpose of making our requests known to God. God knows what we need before we even ask. It, it's not about bending God's will to ours. It's more about bending our will to his. Or It's, it's not about getting God on board with our plans, the plans that we've made. It's about submitting our plans and our hearts to, to God's purpose and will. Ian e. Bounds you know, said on his you know, work on, on prayer that a primary condition to all successful praying is a will surrendered to God. And I think that's what we see in, in, in the way Jesus prayed and the way that he taught us to pray. In business terms, we're aligning ourselves with God's agenda
0: yeah. Uh, his vision, his plan, as opposed to asking him to align with our vision and our
1: plan. Yeah, right. That's right. Uh,
0: you mentioned earlier that in this passage in Luke, we are told that the servant's ear is restored, that Jesus heals that ear. What's the significance of that? Uh, We we know Luke was a doctor, so we understand why that would be important to him. Yeah,
1: yeah. you you understand his his, uh, interest in that from that standpoint. I I think in the immediate context, um, you know, I think Jesus didn't want um, the authorities to uh, have the impression that uh, he or his disciples were revolutionaries, you know, they were, you know, this was a military revolt or, you know, you know, that they were enemies of the government. And I think there are some commentators who believe, you know, that's, that's, that's the significance, that Jesus didn't want them to think, um, you know, that, that he came to be a, a military, political kind of Messiah, like many other people were, were expecting. But I think it's more than that. I think the significant for us is that here's a picture of Jesus's compassion. Um, he, you know, he practiced what he taught. He, he taught his followers, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. That's what he's doing. You know, we, we can show love. We can demonstrate love to people who don't love us. And I think also that even at his arrest, he's in control He's, he's controlling the situation, you know, because you, you, you read the you read this account and, and you never doubt who's in control here. He, he's he's the one controlling everything. And, and there's no doubt about that. And, and and we can know that he's in control of whatever challenging situation we're facing. I mean, he's we know that he's got it. he's in he's in control.
0: Are there any other key thoughts or ideas that you would share with our listeners today out of Luke 22, 41 through
1: fifty-three? You know, I don't know if there's anything uh, in in addition to this. Um, you know, I just you know pray that you know this 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 will be a this session this lesson that we're teaching you know this week is just a time to, you know just pray that this example of Jesus' willingness to submit to God's agenda, God's plan, will encourage uh, us, encourage our, our group members to you know, just trust God's plan. Um, when, when life is challenging, when life is difficult, know that, that God's plan, uh, God's purpose is good. It's right. Even though it may not seem uh, that way at the time, we can trust him and, uh, and submit to him, knowing that, that what he has planned is good.
0: Mike, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for sharing with us. Before we go, let me just remind our hearers today about Extra. In Extra, we identify a current news event and describe a way of using that news story to introduce and conclude the group time. The file is free and it works with the group plans in the Adult Leader Guide and the Leader Helps in the Adult Data Discipleship Guide. These ideas are posted 10 days prior to the suggested use date, and you can find them on the Explore the Bible website by typing in the following address in your web browser. GoExploreTheBible.com forward slash LeaderExtras. That's GoExploreTheBible.com forward slash LeaderExtras. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you'll tell other teachers to tune in next week. Next week, we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 22, verses 54 through 62, in which Peter denied even knowing Jesus.